0: Good morning, and welcome to Breakfast with the Beak. I am your host, Johnny Goodtimes. Joining me once again is my sidekick, Dr. Heisenberg! Holy shit!
1: I felt like I needed a little more oomph. I was a little lackadaisical last week.
0: Well, you, you got your oomph. Yo. Speaking of oomph, I got nothing. But here, at Breakfast with the Beak, we take topics suggested by you. Know, you the I, lesson- I
1: feel like you rush into that a little bit. Uh, you know, this is a this is a nice morning show. You know, we got our pancakes here and everything. We do. And, uh, you know, like on Regis and Kelly, they banter a little bit. You know, like, uh, oh, good morning, Reg. How are you today? Oh, well, funny story. I was at the Starbucks this morning, and someone stepped on my foot. So I punched his teeth down his throat. How are you, Kelly? Oh, my children are monsters. Today's guest is... Um, Medea from the Fatsu movie. There
0: you go. Um, there you go. We could we could have that banter, we, we but not that do. guest.
1: How, <laughs> yeah. Well, if Tyler Perry wants to come on the show,
0: we could. I feel like you know, for our principles, we'd have to be you know.
1: Well, no, let's not sell our principal short.
0: Yeah, it's true. Uh, so,
1: how are you this morning, Johnny? It's
0: fucking cold in mid-April.
1: Yeah. What the hell is up with that? It's raining. It's cloudy out uh, and. Yeah, I don't like being cold on April
0: I don't either So if we die in the middle of this, that's what happened
1: How's Jesus supposed to hide the eggs in this weather next week is what I want to know It better warm up
0: It'd be pretty easy to hide the eggs There's no light, you know, there's it mud is, everywhere You just, you know, mm, that makes it easy to bury shit No one's going to want to go out and get them That's the best way to hide them <laughs> Just nobody's looking You know where I hid our eggs?
1: Where? In, in the fridge
0: Oh, I found them already then Oh, shit Yeah Man, I fuck that up every year. Yeah, I had some with my breakfast. Oh, well. Well, anyway.
1: Uh, So, what's this week's topic, John? Yeah, because
0: the people don't (laughs) care about our eggs. They care about topics. Yes. So, let's roll and find out. Sixteen. 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 What do we got? Going to the list. Sixteen is The Philosophy of Video Games, suggested by Cassie and Sultan Washington. Oh. Thank you, Cassie. Thank pretty, you. Pretty cool topic. Because that is a pretty cool... That is the best topic ever in the history of all topics. What? Better than, oh my god, what's wrong with your face? I'd say so. <laughs> fair enough. Yeah, I mean, maybe fewer opportunities to talk about Mayor cheese, but... There was only one mcdonalds Lab video game I'm aware of. Yeah, and that's... And you really don't want about, me to talk about it today. No, that's not really about philosophy. That's no. about product placement. Yeah. Although, to be fair, I'm not sure what is meant by... Philosophy of video games I mean That's probably a good place to start I mean, surely there are video games that embody specific philosophies Whether deliberately, as in, say, the case of Bioshock, you know Which is, you know, all about Ayn Rand and why it's not really practical Okay To, uh, you know, games that just coincidentally embody different philosophies And I'm not really going to go into that because I'm not prepared for it (laughs) Well, yeah but um, I'm not sure that is what is meant here. Because that's not philosophy in video games, it's philosophy of video games. Right,
1: the philosophy, the actual philosophies of what's going on in the game. Which
0: I would assume means, uh, you know, debates over features unique to the medium.
1: Ethics of, you know, slaying every monster in your path, kind of...
0: Yeah, because... I rampant
1: mean, pillaging... I mean, you're watching a movie, you're watching something that happens to other people. Exactly. If you're playing a game, if it has any immersion whatsoever, you feel a little bit like you're the hero.
0: Yes. Yeah. It's not just an issue of interactivity, it is also an issue of inhabiting this world, feeling responsible for the decisions the character you're playing makes. To a point.
1: Potentially, yeah.
0: Because there is the issue of the character not necessarily being allowed to make a lot of decisions. Yeah. Characters within games will accept utterly reprehensible or at least peculiar things as perfectly reasonable without a moment's hesitation because you got to get the story going. Yeah, this is true. You know, Mario sees a bunch of little monsters lined up in a perfectly straight line stretching off into the distance. He really kind of has to stomp them or at least jump over them. But some of them can turn around. Like if they bump into something.
1: I remember when I was a little kid, I, uh had played super mario brothers at a friend's house before i got my own nintendo and so i knew how to play and then for my birthday or whatever my grandparents got me a nintendo and they're like well get that game out and play it let's see it It's like okay so i get out the you know i put in mario and immediately i go on to start a level first thing i do what do you do you run up you stomp the gooba, and my dad just freaks out he's like what the hell is that? What did you just do? I like, no, that's what you do in the game. I stomped the Goomba. You just run up and squish the guy. That's crazy. And I was like, no, no, that's what Mario is. And he was laughing his ass off because he had no idea that's what was coming. Little fat guy, weird little, you know, triangle-shaped monster with giant eyes. Little fat guy jumps up, squishes him. That's the first thing you see in Super Mario Brothers. And my father was just flabbergasted. It was beautiful.
0: There you go. <laughs> in a film, perhaps a monster would look uh, more menacing or at least have some creepy music playing behind it. You'd know that monster's going down and probably not from being stomped.
1: You'd pro- that's very rarely how you dispatch anything in any other yeah. medium other than an insect.
0: You never see, like, you know, somebody taking down a vampire by stomping on him. No. That wouldn't even work. No,
1: Not unless you were wearing cleats made of wooden stakes.
0: Yes, if you are wearing cleats made of wooden stakes or like those little wooden Dutch boy shoes with the little points on them. Oh, now that would be...
1: I don't think that movie's ever happened. I think uh, that uh, movie should happen. Yeah, the fucking uh, Dutch versus vampire. I don't know what you'd call it. But yeah, you, you will come up with something. Right, know. right. But you got, you know, boys and girls in wooden shoes. They just file them to points. Yeah. And they do big... Spin kicks like in Street Fighter. Yes.
0: And they stake the vampires through the heart with their filed wooden shoes. This is amazing, and we have to work on this after we have discussed okay the of video games. Actually, would also be a cool video game. That is true. We'll anyway do that too. Yeah. Because we have the budget to do all these things. Yes. <laughs> but we could call it Sunset in Holland. It's not bad. <laughs> anyway. Beyond the fact that Mario is perfectly willing to stomp millions of creatures to get to his goal, mm-hmm. you have, for example, the grand tradition of adventure and role-playing games in which it's perfectly acceptable to just walk into anybody's house. Do they have a treasure chest? Whatever is in it belongs to me now. Do you have cabinets, tables, um, you know, pots, garbage cans? All the stuff in there is mine. And also, I'm going to go upstairs, heavily armed, and just talk to your kids. Yeah. You know, in case they might have some clues about something, about where to go next. You know, hey,
1: did you see the big purple man? Never mind who I am. Big purple man. Not Grimace. Okay, not Grimace. Excellent. We're trying to take us back to last week.
0: What do you mean I'm trying?
1: You're the one who's talking about the purple man. Yeah, I'm talking about the big creepy necromancer. Not in the... Wait, no, no, no. Because that's taking us back to last week, too. Um... Did
0: you see the man in the silly hat uh, named Kafka? I don't know. For, fuck it, forget it. There we go. Final Fantasy, no purpleman. Yeah. Okay. No, no fighting grimace in that game because it takes itself very seriously. Sure. And yet, nonetheless, allows you to go into people's houses and just take shit out of their boxes, steal everything.
1: Yes. yes. You are, you are a pickpocket, and if you're a good RPG player,
0: you really are. You know you. Oh, somebody left something in the grass. Should I return it? I should not. E- even that is sort of, uh, you if know... If you were
1: having an honest, like, character sheet for these things, kleptomania would be one of the things on the list
0: of desirable traits. Yeah. Yeah. Aside from the character's kleptomania being sort of ignored by everyone around him, there's also the issue of whether or not the character is even aware of it. Because, for example, the characters aren't really aware of their health bars... You know? That's true. They don't, they don't talk to each other in terms of, you know, hold on, guys, I've only got three hit points left.
1: Yeah, well, that's the main, you know, kind of suspension between realistic combat and, you know, gameplay design. Yeah. You know, if someone's cutting you to pieces, you know, you're not just losing hit points, you're losing things like blood and lives.
0: Yeah. And, and even beyond that, although that is a factor, that is absolutely a factor, there's also the fact that the, the gameplay and uh, storyline are generally kept apart. Right. A character, for example, levels up. He's not aware of it. There's not a little screen popping up that says you've gone up one level. He just says to himself, I've been stabbing stuff for a while. I'm, I'm better at it now. Yeah. Character learns a new spell. Does he immediately know he's learned that new spell, or is he not even aware that he knows it until you're in an, uh, until you're in a fight and he uses it? At which point, has he surprised himself? <laughs> <laughs> Any game that doesn't have a spell trainer, you know, yeah. that kind of thing, where you just get them. you know. Oh, I can heal you now. Really? Yeah. Yeah, some games you got to go back to town and talk to somebody who will teach you the spells. Right, but and especially I imagine... in some of the older games, you just get them. Yeah. You know, and it'd be like, hey, I can heal you now, George.
1: You couldn't heal me yesterday. I can heal you right now. Look, poof, don't you feel better? I do. I've just got a really good feeling about this hold still whoa it worked All you're, right. not, a, you're not a doctor or, or a priest no but I can heal you now but you why didn't you tell me this yesterday when that imp was biting my face off Uh-oh. I couldn't
0: do it yesterday we had to kill the imp first and that's what, how I learned yeah I just I after killing the imp I just felt smarter. <laughs> Fuck you, George. I coulda had it. I could have still had a nose. That's but that is the conversation that happens every day in these worlds. Yeah. You know, I killed an imp and then I just felt smarter and better at magic. Right. Or or you know, somebody I was standing near <laughs> killed an imp. <laughs> <laughs> See, we were in the same group
1: and you know, yeah. you know that because we're here in the same group. And uh, yeah.
0: Exactly. We were all in the same group. That guy who's not technically part of our group but was standing nearby, he received no benefit. Yeah, because we don't like him. He's not part of the crew. He's not... Well, he probably wants to defeat evil, too, but he's just kind of there. Yeah. You know, it doesn't count.
1: Carl's not one of the club. Oh, yeah, well, too bad, yeah. Carl. You don't, you don't get to learn this thing yet.
0: Yeah, there's no light warrior named Carl. No. Well, unless you name one of your guys Carl.
1: <laughs> yeah, you could, because you had four characters. Yeah, you can name whatever you want. Yeah. As long as it was four characters or less. Yes. Yeah. So. <laughs> Pete's fine. Mitchell, right out.
0: Not, not okay. No. Okay. No good. Not not really. Yeah. But yes, gameplay, story are kept separate to the point where in a lot of RPGs, especially in a lot of Japanese RPGs, and this is a complaint I've heard leveled by uh, numerous critics, Mm-hmm. You don't really have control over what decisions they make, what what they decide to do within the story. Right. They're given a quest. They're given a place to go to do the quest. In theory, they can do other stuff, but it won't make anything good happen for them. The best you can do is sort of point them towards where they're going. They go on their quest. They go through their cutscenes, And then, when they get into a fight, well, then you take over. And that's the only time you really get to control their decisions. So, it's sort of like, you're not really playing as the character, you're playing, like, Tyler Durden. Yeah. The character, you know, is going along, making sound decisions about his life, being honorable, and then the time comes to fight... And you, the sociopath, are now in control. Right, you as
1: the player are Tyler Durden, and yes. this is when you get to make decisions.
0: Yeah, most of the time you're just sitting dormant in the back of their head, possibly yelling at them for, you know, taking too long in the cutscenes, but they're not going to stop, they're not going to listen to you. Right,
1: right, you're right. You're just
0: imaginary. Yeah. But then when the swords come out... Oh, there will be blood as then, soon as you go out the door. Then it's your turn. Yeah. Then Tyler is in charge. <laughs> So, yes, in any given RPG, or at least most of your your modern RPGs, or at least the ones coming out of Japan, you are playing Tyler Durden. That's awesome. That is kind of awesome, actually. Yeah. If if you put it that way, that flaw suddenly becomes an incredible feature of the game. It does. Oh, yeah, you're not playing... The, the whiny kid in the mismatched outfit with the spiky hair. You're playing his evil inner self that slaughters things. Yeah! Yeah. That, I can get behind.
1: Okay, I like this.
0: That is fine by me, and not just for him, but for everyone in his party.
1: It would be fun if they did that, if they took that, you know, kind of concept and kind of merged it with an Incredible Hulk kind of thing. Okay. Where, you know, you got the little spiky anime-haired kid, and then... As soon as you go outside, he turns into this big, giant, purple monster. You take control, beat the shit out of things, and then, you know, once you get to the next town, turn back into the spiky-haired kid, and he's completely freaked out, as are his companions, at what he just turned into and how violent he was.
0: There, I'm sure, must be a game like that. It's probably been done by somebody. I'm sure, because there are, you know, games where, for example... You, you play as the little kid, but you've got other bigger, stronger, meaner people in your team... Right. ...and you have them do all the fighting anyway... Yeah. ...I'm sure there must be a game that has taken it to that next level, perhaps without the horrified reactions of the teammates. That's true. Because, as I said earlier, people are willing to accept a lot in these worlds.
1: And depending how often various fantasy worlds come into conflict, or kind of ultimate evil trouble... You know, take, like, uh, you know, the Warcraft universe, for example. All right. Azeroth has some ultimate evil pop-up about once every six months. Yeah. You know.
0: Or at least once
1: every expansion. Usually a couple within the expansion. That's true. You've you know. got the guy you get to and then
0: the guy who's in charge of
1: him. Right. You get yeah. your major patches and there's, you know, you're getting ready to kill the Lich King and then, oh, shit, Mr. fucking Bran Bronzebeard just found this super evil dark god up in this temple we didn't even want to deal with. Whoops! And oh wait, we got to go kill Yang Saron. He's not. His name isn't even in the expansion title. Nope. But he's going to kill us. You know whether or not we defeat this other guy. So we got to take care of him too. It's you got to get fucking used to it. Yep. I would assume. I, I, if I, you're I a regular so. nobody in these worlds, if
0: you're a townsperson, a shopkeeper, a cobbler, a blacksmith, yeah, you no doubt are getting reports from the frontier. you <laughs> right. About the guys you know as
1: you're selling swords to,
0: yeah. About the the new unspeakable horror that they have to fight. Yeah. And, and you're thinking to yourself, I'm going to stay in my store forever. Yeah. I'm going to make a blanket for it and never come out. Well, end of the world again. Ain't been an end of the world in near three months now. Yeah, I'm sure that's how they talk. Excellent. Yeah, right. Yes, that is a. Again, the people are willing to accept a lot, yeah. and it's not just in fantasy worlds. Look at look at Ninja Gaiden for the original one for the the Nintendo. You know? Okay, what, how does that game start out? Oh, the bad guy kills your dad, and you, the That's, plucky little ninja. That sucks, but it's realistic. Yeah, I mean that happens to people, and especially ninjas. Right. So you, the plucky little ninja, set out to defeat the guy who did this to take vengeance. And then halfway through the game, somebody was like, oh, by the way, there's demons. <laughs> and I hope you're ready to deal with that because it's happening and you have to fight them. You didn't sign up for that. You didn't say, oh, boy, I'm going to go out and fight me some demons. You said, I'm going to go out and fight me another ninja. Yes. That's something you can get your head around as a ninja. Fighting yeah. other ninjas, that's just it's what you do. That's a, that is your career path. And then you go out and you meet some guy and he's like, okay, you see see these guys you're fighting? Yeah, demons. What? That's not what
1: you were expecting when you got up this morning. No,
0: and he's just so ready for it. He's just like, oh, well, I guess I'm fighting demons now. I guess that's my new job. He
1: really rolls with it. I mean, my first thought would be, oh, so I guess those are real and I have to destroy them.
0: My first thought would be this is not part of my quest. You know what? If demons killed my dad, fuck it. You know, <laughs> why did you piss off demons dad? I guess I didn't know you as well as I thought. Yeah. I'm going to go home.
1: <laughs> I'm going to call mom and uh reserve the headstone. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> We're going to We give okay. Up. okay, mission over. I know what happened. I'm satisfied. Yeah. If I stop now, maybe they won't come for me. I can get vengeance on a man. Not sure I can get vengeance on Satan. There must be somebody I can call about this. <laughs> somebody who is armed with more than a sword. Because that's what I have. Maybe talk to somebody with a gun. Yeah. <laughs> or Magic. I don't know. Are there there magic people? I don't believe believe in magic, but yesterday I didn't believe in demons. Exactly. If there are demons, there are probably wizards, and this feels like their department more than mine. Right. So call
1: 311 and ask for the wizard department.
0: Somehow obtain for yourself a wizard (laughs) and have him do this. I am out. Maybe just get a consultation.
1: You know, you can consult a lawyer before you go to court and just say... Hey, what are my options? Maybe you consult a wizard and say, Are there things we can do here, or should we back off?
0: Yeah, or just at least consult somebody else who knows about the demons, because clearly there's at least one guy. Apparently somebody knew these things
1: existed before
0: today. Yeah, and so maybe get some of his buddies together. Right. And talk to them. Say, Hey, what are my options? (laughs) Do I actually have to do this? Is there maybe some kind of scepter? (laughs) Or a crystal, maybe? I don't know. What kills demons? Seven yeah. crystals, you know? Yeah. Do we have to collect multiple items of power, or should we go the fuck home and try to forget about today? Yeah. Yeah. No, no. You don't do any of those. You just... You, you leave the guy's house with your little sword and your little throwing stars, and you just keep on charging right ahead. Man, that kid just goes. He goes with it. He's like, okay, demons. Whatever. I figured this would come up. <laughs> oh, well... <laughs> There I'm you go. Glad I wore my new red shirt. Yeah, yeah. And then the second game, with him already knowing there's demons. Uh huh. First level, you're already fighting them. Just boom, demons in the city.
1: Yeah. Well, now you've already been. You were already fighting demons before, so yeah.
0: But yeah. but they're right there in the city. It's like whether or not he's ready for it, everyone else seems pretty ready for it as well. You yeah. Know, you never hear you know news reports about unspeakable horrors. Roaming the city, shambling through our buildings. You'd think that would come up. You'd think it would. And yet. (laughs) (laughs) There's like four characters in that whole game. And two of them are bad guys. And one of them's like an army guy who knows about demons. Where were
1: you in the last game? Doing army stuff.
0: But he knows about the demons. He's from the army's demon division. Well, uh,
1: yeah, I mean, I guess it depends on where else there were demons. He could have been doing, you know, something else.
0: Which raises other questions. How often is this coming up? There's a whole division of the military dedicated to fighting demons, and they were so busy that they actually missed some. How many demons are just rolling up on our world? Apparently that many. Yeah. Okay. And everyone, everyone, not just the ninja and the army guy, but also the, the plucky young reporter, they all just roll with this. Yeah. All right. Sure, you know. Whatever. (laughs) And also, they really only talk about it between levels. Speaking of video game protagonists
1: who are just fucking ready for anything life throws at them. Okay. How awesome is Mike Hagar?
0: Mike Hagar is, I would vote for him, I'd vote for him twice, and I don't mean in different elections. I'd put on a fake mustache over my real mustache and go vote for him again. Fucking A. Mike Hagar, mayor of... Metro City, or whatever the hell it's called, in the
1: Final Fight games. Fucking Ass Kick City. Yeah, fucking Pile Driver City. Pile Driver City. He is the best playable character in that
0: game. He is the mayor of the town, and he is fucking literally cleaning up the streets. He is. He is the. I mean, A, he is the largest man in the town. That's how he became mayor. Yeah. By threatening to just stomp on everyone's head.
1: And he goes out. There's trouble in that city. He goes out to take care of it. If I looked out the window right now, okay, from my fucking fourth floor Brooklyn apartment, walk up and saw, yeah, yeah, walk up and <laughs> saw Mayor Michael Bloomberg out on the street beating the shit out of gang, you know, gangbangers. I would be, I would vote for him every day.
0: Oh my god, yes, that would be amazing. Let's hold an election right now where we vote. For the mayor who just goes around beating the shit out of bad guys. Oh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Let's have a contest. Whoever can capture the most bad
0: guys in a week gets to be the new mayor. Let's vote on this right now. I vote for that guy. Yeah, yeah. There we go. He wins. Yeah. He's the mayor of our apartment. And Mike Hagar is the mayor of my heart, goddammit. Yeah. <laughs> What? He can be the mayor of two things. Okay, sure. He can be the mayor of fucking Meat Locker City and My Heart. Mike Hager is the mayor of the Breakfast with the Beak Show. Yes. Three things. All right. (laughs) Fuck it. He can be the mayor of whatever he wants.
1: Yeah. And if there's trouble, yeah, he'll take care of it.
0: What is the mayor wearing to work today? Oh, pants and one suspender. And a giant mustache. And rage. See, you never see that really
1: anywhere else because you know normally the ruler dispatches people, yeah. and that's usually your playable character. The king sends out a hero. Actually, Mike Hager is a lot like Aragorn from Lord of the Rings.
0: Well, even he doesn't. You know, I mean, he gets down in the shit, but right. But he's not an active king before he starts. No, and he he shows up for that battle. But it's been going on for a while at that point. That's true. That's you know, true. I mean, the Rohirrim have ridden down yeah. from their hill, and in the movie they were elephant. Well, he was there for that.
1: Yeah. No, but. but, but well, he was doing other stuff. Yeah, he, he was. Just had... keeping an eye on the, the forests and things, but. Yeah, he was ranging.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but no, if you, you know. And he wasn't really, as you said, not actively being king at the time.
1: Yeah. It'd be like, okay, Princess Toadstool. There's no King Toadstool that I'm aware of. And yeah, I said Toadstool. I didn't say Peach. Fuck you, revisionist history retcon crap. Her name is Princess Toadstool. Peach
0: is cuter. That's not the point. Okay. (laughs) But yeah, if, if, if if she wasn't just a playable character in Mario 2, if she was the only character... Well, even going before that, as far as I know, there's no king of Mushroom Kingdom.
1: She's the only living ruler. So if... You know, Bowser shows up at her castle and tries to capture her. She's like, fuck no, beats the crap out of him single-handedly. Sure, maybe there's no game, but I would respect the hell out of her so much more yes. as a character.
0: Or even, you know, a game where he's he's got some other objective. Where he kidnaps, let's say, Toad. And she needs <laughs> Toad around the castle to, I guess, cook? Uh, yeah. Or uh, answer fan mail? Well, who else is going to change the chamber pot? There we go. Yeah. Toad needs to clean the poop. Yeah. And uh, and the princess is like, okay, we can't have a castle, a functioning castle, without somebody doing this, because that's gross. <laughs> so she gets out there, and she just starts beating up Goombas and, and turtles and those beetles that you cannot stomp, no matter how much you stomp.
1: That would be the best game ever. The exactly. fucking king goes after the bad guy because he stole the janitor.
0: Yes! Yes!
1: You know who would beat the crap out of somebody for fucking with his janitor?
0: Mike Hager. Mike Hager would absolutely. (laughs) You know, he's in City Hall one day, he comes into work, and they're like, Oh God, bad news, Scruffy the janitor was murdered last night. He just tears his shirt the (laughs) fuck off. (laughs) Which way did he go? Which way did he fucking go? Gets out there on the streets (laughs) of fucking Body Slam City, (laughs) and just starts pummeling everything. People cars, fire, whatever. <laughs> he will beat it. Oh. And that's the kind of philosophy you need to have if you're a video game. If you're a video game, if you're a video game character, that is your philosophy. You got to be ready to go. What is best in life? <laughs> <laughs> that is your philosophy. Yeah, what is best in life, Mike Are to crush your enemies, to see them driven before you, to hear the lamentations of the women. Or the lamentations of their imps or slimes or... Yeah, imps, slimes, whatever, you know, the, the Koopas, hear the lamentations of the Koopas.
1: You never hear anybody cry when you defeat the final boss. No. You know, they they, they can't, all their servants can't rule by fear, someone has to be sad. I mean, there was a, a sad orc when they defeated Cheelov.
0: Yeah. Right? What?
1: Or no. No, not Shelob. No, no, no. There was a sad jailer when Luke Skywalker killed the Rancor.
0: Yeah, I mean, Shelob, they were by themselves, you know. They were
1: right, right, right. I don't know how I merged those two. But yeah, you remember the jailer in Jabba's Palace that cries when yeah, Luke kills the, the, the Rancor? That bad guy with the little
0: hood, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: I, I want to see that in
0: games. I mean, and he doesn't just like, it's not just like a single manly tear. He sucks. he's false He falls. He's, like, so sad that they killed his monster.
1: Yeah. You know, when you slay the Lich King, there should be a whole bunch of ghouls and abominations just bawling, sitting there in filth
0: and crying
1: their eyes out that their master has been vanquished.
0: Because, I mean, video games do overlook that, you know? Oh, you've killed the evil emperor, the dark lord, the wizard, whatever. Conflict over.
1: Yeah, there's ever- not
0: going to be an insurgency, there's not going to be any, re- the entire rest of his army is not going to continue to be an army, they're not still going to be able to d- conquer the kingdom. Okay, that actually is addressed at the end of Wrath of the Lich King, but in general but, you're But right. in general, yeah. yeah. I mean, the problem isn't one guy showing up and fucking up the kingdom, it's that he sent a whole army out. That army is still there. Yeah, you're not, you know, bad guys aren't just
1: joining up with the, the you know, ultimate bad guys out of, you know fear all the time, or because they think it's... The, you know, they they agree with the bad guy's philosophy, and yes. they support him.
0: And beyond that, beyond that, when you kill the bad guy, quite often his fortress, or his castle, or whatever, yeah. starts to fall down or explode, and you have to escape from it, and that's the last level. Yeah, and then it's like, what, w- w- was he a load-bearing villain?
1: I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, it's... If he's like an Emperor Palpatine kind of thing, where he's using yeah. his vast magic powers to help control the Navy fleet or something like that, then
0: yeah, okay, but... Or, I mean, yeah, Sauron, okay, fine, whatever, yeah. his fate is bound to that of his fortress, whatever, it's magic, it's Tolkien, it's... Right, There's exactly, confusion. you destroy There's...
1: Sauron and you make the whole volcano fall down that, you know, yeah. so sometimes, what? sometimes.
0: No, the volcano's fine, the tower falls down, it's two different buildings. Well, one of them's not a building at all, it's a mountain. Okay. But yeah, for but, but, example, okay, let's not... say let's say you kill Dr. Wily.
1: You know, all the robots don't just break. No. The bad robots.
0: Well, you've you've taken out the baddest robots at that point.
1: Yeah, <laughs> the, but... the latest round of robots that he's built.
0: But there's always eight
1: more. You figure he's probably already started prototyping
0: some of them? That's a good point, you, you know. know. It, it does take a while to build those guys. Yeah,
1: you def- you know, if you you know, you kill Gutsman, Bubble Man is probably already in the works, for yeah. next time,
0: you know. Yeah, I mean, and Bubble Man, okay, Bubble Man, not a hard fight, but... No. Still. yeah, know, It's still <laughs> this, a robot. I mean, this. at that point, he's getting desperate. Oh, no, Mega Man's in my castle. Fuck it. Bubble Man. Yeah.
1: Let's hope he doesn't find the, you know, the secret schematic for Pharaoh Man. Oh, God, there
0: was a Pharaoh Man. Yes, there was. There was <laughs> a Toad Man, too. Yeah, I think they were in the fourth or the fifth game, maybe. Yeah, Toadman Tug- Tug- might have been later. Toadman Tug- was very silly. Yeah, uh, it did. He did get a little desperate there towards the end, but that's because he didn't want to repeat himself. You know, in that way, Doctor Wiley is like Bowie. He, he 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 would rather branch out and do something that maybe doesn't work than than keep retreading his past successes. I like it. He could have built an army of gutsmen, men, you know. Yeah, guts men is no joke. Or heat Heatman yeah. man was tough, you know. Absolutely. Heat man was like zapping all over the place. He could have built 50 of those. Yeah, or... But you know what? Dr. Wiley says, I'm not going to be fenced in. I'm not going to build an army of Zippo men, which is what Heatman basically was. He was yes. a Zippo lighter. He was. No, I'm not going to be fenced in. I am going to explore. I am going to build Toad Man. I am going to build Skull Man. And, yeah. He did. He damn well did. <laughs> Are you afraid of Dust Man? Doesn't matter. We're trying something new this week. That's right. That's right. And I respect that. I can respect that as well. Okay, I guess maybe building them all with modular weapons that could be ported over to other robots, I feel like that's something he should have taken out of the design. I don't know, because it's pretty... Yeah, okay. The
1: fact that there was one rogue robot Yeah. who just happened to have... A compatible interface? Yeah. All right, that's a problem, but... That's it's a, a problem a, you can work around. It's a great idea if you have an army of robots with different abilities. yeah. Because you can just send them around. You know, I mean, think about if there hadn't been Mega Man coming at a very convenient time yes. and knocking them down one by one. Like, let's say all these robots are in charge of different districts like they were. Yes. Bubble Man has a problem with... Um, You know, like, uh, the heat pumps are down or something. Yeah. He calls up Fireman. Hey, Fireman, can you send me your special arm, special firearm thing? I need to borrow it for the afternoon. He fixes the problem. You know, they send it by, like, a fast delivery robot or something. Yeah. He, he attaches that, you know, robot ability, takes care of the problem, sends it back. There you go. That is a great way to, you know, have a diverse number of abilities for an evil robot empire.
0: Well, he should have at least used some sort of proprietary technology. I mean, something that wasn't compatible with Mega Man. Right, You know, he should have built the robots on a a different platform.
1: Yeah, I don't know how Mega Man kept adapting himself to the operating
0: system. He might have had some kind of, you know, Mega Linux network. See, and that is a problem that Dr. Wily should have really thought about. I mean because if he can build a fortress that is programmed to fall down when he's defeated, Uh surely he can build a robot whose gun is programmed to break when the robot does. Yeah. Yeah, I mean maybe. He can build another one, it's a robot. Well yeah.
1: Well maybe he doesn't want it to. I mean maybe his maybe he was hoping that Mega Man would come for him first And if he fell, his eight robots would come and avenge him.
0: Well, that's why his plans are stupid, then. Because Mega Man never comes (laughs) for him first. Because starting with the fourth game, he never says, Oh, it's Dr. Wily behind all this. He hires another scientist and blackmails him to doing it. Or he puts on a really shitty disguise and says, I'm not Dr. Wily, I'm somebody else. You have to defeat me. And then it turns out Dr. Wily was behind it. He never shows up till the end. Mega Man keeps falling for it. Right. I mean, and the reason that he doesn't just go for the new guy instead is because, well, it's not Dr. Wily. So (laughs) surely we don't have to worry about this. Plus, you need the weapons from the robots to beat the bosses at the castle. So, you know, that's several flaws in his plan. But, nevertheless, willing to try new things. Definitely.
1: Definitely. Yes. He's a a hell of a guy. It's too bad he's
0: evil. Yeah. Because Dr. Wiley is up for anything. You mail in a topic to Dr. Wiley, and he will turn that topic into a robot. (laughs) Much like if you mail in a topic to us via email, via text, via Twitter... Uh, you can leave a comment on the posts on the website. You can email us at topics at thebeak.org. We both have Twitter accounts, which are accessible via thebeak.org. Yeah, you go
1: to thebeak.org, you can find all our stuff on there. You can find the posts um, of yeah. the, you know, and you can yeah, find you, links you, you to our videos. It's our a Twitter's. pretty typical website. Yeah, exactly. So
0: And, yes, you can get in touch with us that way, send us topics. Please do send us topics because... Like Dr. Wiley, we don't want to have to repeat ourselves. Yeah, right. maybe you want another topic or another uh, podcast on things that are green. And uh, what you can do when you
1: you send us your topics, as we know you will, well, listeners, you, you you tell us, you know, like your your first name in your town. Like you know, we've we had uh, Cassie from Sultan, Washington. Yes, we, we did. had uh, Nick from Philadelphia, etc. You can represent your town. That's cool. And then, somebody else happens to be listening from that town. Maybe you make a new friend. Pete from Baltimore sends us a topic. And then, you know, Sandra, who also lives in Baltimore, happens to hear it. She's like, whoa, cool. There's other fans of this show in Baltimore. I want to talk to this Pete guy. Yeah. You know. Let's make a
0: Facebook group. Let's have a meetup.
1: Yeah. You start the Baltimore chapter of the Breakfast with a Beak fan club. You make friends, you get married, you get laid.
0: Exactly. Breakfast with the Bee wants to get you laid. So That's send right. Send in your topics and get laid.
1: That's exactly all you need. All right. Have a good breakfast. Yep.
0: Send um, in your topics. Get laid. And get laid. All right. Thanks, everybody.